Does your MP care whether you live or die? On Friday the 20th of October, Andrew Bridgen took what is believed to be the first parliamentary debate in the world on excess deaths. Now, numerous countries are grappling with a period of unexpected excess mortality that has continued beyond the pandemic chapter, and it seems that no one wants to talk about it. It took an obscene amount of effort and more than 20 rejections to even be allowed to raise this topic in Parliament. But at last, the session was secured and scheduled for Friday the 20th of October. Now, why was this debate so important? Well, excess deaths during the first year or so of any pandemic would normally be above the baseline, but you would expect to see that trend out over time and begin to decline. However, we've now experienced more excess deaths since mid-2021 than the whole of 2020. Brits have continued to die at the same accelerated rate as during the first two years of COVID. There's been significant rises in excess mortality across all age groups within the last two years in 2022 and 2023, and these are predominantly non-COVID deaths. There have been roughly 80,000 cumulative excess deaths in the past 18 months, but only 15,000 or so can be realistically attributed to COVID, and that's up to much debate. But that leaves at least 65,000 unexplained excess deaths. Now, no matter how you look at it, this, we are clearly seeing a new unacknowledged threat, which is killing somewhat near 4,000 Brits a month, roughly the same rate that COVID was killing during 2020 and 2021. So. We need to ask, what are the people dying of? Now, to discuss such a question, you would expect to see a packed house in Parliament on Friday, but unfortunately, this was not the case, but not unexpectedly so. See, Andrew Bridgen's speech was received by an almost empty house, despite the fact that most MPs had been petitioned at scale about attending the debate, given the importance of this discussion. Now, this much vexed subject has generally been ignored by the majority of MPs and indeed the mainstream media. Now, there are at least serious grounds for thinking that at least a proportion of these deaths are related to perhaps COVID policies, such as lockdowns, shutting down hospitals, and of course, the vaccine rollout. But the government and its advisors are reluctant to even consider this possibility, let alone even ask what could be causing all of this uh, death. Now, let's not forget that during the COVID pandemic, almost every day, the media, particularly the BBC, could not wait to tell us just how many people had died on that particular day with the daily charts and stock ticks of how many people had COVID or how many people had been hospitalized or how many people had died, often without any context whatsoever and lots of little small asterisks to indicate that they may not have actually died of COVID. But now instead of broadcasting daily death tolls, this time there's been complete radio or TV silence. Now, is this because the cause of death is potentially inextricably tied up with taking medical advice from politicians rather than medics or following these um, restrictions or practices or indulging in this perpetual rollout of an experimental vaccination? Now, Andrew Bridgen's opening words at the adjournment debate were as follows. We've experienced more excess deaths since July 2021 than in the whole of 2020. Unlike during the pandemic, however, those deaths are not disproportionately of the old. In other words, the excess deaths are striking people down in the prime of their life, but no one seems to care. Now, why is that? Now, looking at the data around this, uh, just looking at, in fact, just the official government data for deaths in England and Wales between 2010 and 2022, 
the former BlackRock portfolio manager Edward Dowd and his partners at Finance Technologies found that excess death rates from cardiovascular diseases were up 13% in 2020, 30% in 2021, and 44% in 2022, which represents an over 40% jump over the time period, going from 8 per 100,000 in 2019 to 11 per 100,000 in 2022. Now, this is statistically alarming, to say the least, and points to a worrying picture of an even greater acceleration in the coming years of deaths and disabilities. Now, we've seen this as predominantly impacting those in the prime of their life, as it's been stated, affecting younger people. There has been somewhat 16% excess deaths within heart failure and a step change increase in the cardiac arrest calls after the vaccine rollout. Now, are these signs all pointing in one particular direction? Well, surely we need to start asking questions about this. And many of us have been asking questions for many, many months and in fact, years now. Now, Andrew Bridgen, within the course of his speech, highlighted many similar patterns across the world and concluded that the prime suspect must be something that was introduced to the population as a whole, something novel. The prime hypothesis must be the experimental COVID-19 vaccines, according to Bridgen. Now, he went on to uh, outline the fraud and misrepresentation within the vaccine trials and concluded by stating that it is high time that these experimental vaccines were suspended with a full investigation into the harm that they have caused. Now, this might well be the first debate on the issue, but it certainly won't be the last. But it's really important now that we start to ask these bigger questions. Why is excess mortality continuing to pervade? Why is it con uh, prevail rather? Why is it continuing to rise? Why is this impacting younger uh, working age people? And why are some of those symptoms the same, no matter where you turn in the world? What could be the impact of these experimental rollouts, but also what factors like lockdowns, to what degree have these contributed, the lack of access to healthcare. But either way, however you dice this up, it all points to this ginormous failings over the past few years. And what's what makes matters worse now is that if it was known that these were the likely prognosis of the policies and the uh, medical interventions, then we are now witnessing serious, not only fraud, misrepresentation, but criminal activity. So where will this go from here? Who will know? But time will only tell. And it's important that we continue to drive this forward. Andrew Bridgen finished by calling for a three-hour debate on the issue, and I really hope that he secures that. Now, in other good news, tomorrow, Andrew Bridgen is taking a 10-minute rule bill or motion to the House of Parliament once again, and this time to prevent uh, ceding powers to the WHO in the new international health regulations and the post-pandemic accord. So the motion is moving forward. There are things happening. When I say the motion, there is, I mean there are things in motion. I'm not saying that Bridgen's motion is moving forward. It's yet to be announced. But it's really, this was a landmark situation on Friday. Sadly, I couldn't be there at Parliament, but there was a huge public gallery. Uh, but uh, the media, once again, uh, the only media that's been covered from the BBC is just slur you know, a completely biased and inaccurate reporting as expected. But to me, it just feels like now the politicians and the media outlets are covering their backs for the mistakes and the fraud that has undertaken over the last three years. So it's really critical now that we continue the fight to get truth and justice. And well done to Andrew Bridgen for taking that mantle on in Parliament. But who will support him? Where were those other outspoken voices that took to the table during the course of COVID? Where were those voices that stood against lockdowns and restrictions, albeit the few? Where are they now when we need them most? 
So continue to put pressure on your MPs, get your local data, look at the local excess mortality in your area, send it to your MP and say, why aren't you asking questions? Do you not care whether the people in our area live or die? Does your MP care whether you live or die? It's time to ask the questions. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Danison Gregory. This is the Pandemic Podcast. And together we will continue to question everything.